And welcome back to Wrestling Overtime. We are the Stooges. I'm Oscar Endon. I'm uh, Timmy Tapout. <laughs> you almost <laughs> forgot you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm out of it. <laughs> the mental glitch in your eyes. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on what Jay and Cody were on last night. <laughs> I feel like I feel like me and you were always on what Jay and Cody were on. Uh, some good shit. <laughs> whenever we record, whenever we do these shows late, like late nights. Yeet, yeet. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> I feel you, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you feel him? Oh man, that was the best. What a way to start. That was the best. Oh man. All right, guys. So we're getting into the wrestling overtime this episode. We're gonna be getting into fast lane and um our thoughts on it, um, what it means for the upcoming months, Survivor series, all of that jazz. We'll uh we'll see what happens. But uh, <clears throat> first of all, if you're not tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast, Wrestling with Stooges, where you can catch all of our past episodes, stay up to date with our current episodes, and get notified of whenever we drop a new episode every Tuesday and Friday. Do it. Subscribe. Yep. So, Fastlane. It came and went. (laughs) Really fast. (laughs) You know? Um, (laughs) Oh, man. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> why, right, are you, right, why, right. why are you laughing? I don't know. I'm on. I'm on something. Um, <laughs> so uh, I got the gigs. <laughs> you did not just say that. I said it, and it's gonna be a new thing now. You got the gigs. It's gonna take over. <laughs> it's gonna take over the world. It's contagious. You heard it here first, folks. Oh, fuck. On wrestling with Stooges. <laughs> The debut of the gigs. <laughs> oh man! All right, so fast lane. Fast lane came and went. <laughs> Why can't we get through this? <laughs> We've only been recording for like a minute or two. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, oh man! man. Hopefully, okay. hopefully you laugh with us. Um, keep those gigs. <laughs> All right, yeah, fast lane came and went. I think that's what it is. It's the came and went part. So hell, hell of a show, hell of a show last night for fat for a fast lane. We had a. Uh, what did we have? We had a, we had a hell of an opening con. We uh, we had a hell of an opening contest. We had Jay and Cody <laughs> versus uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest for the uh, tag team championships. And uh, who would have thunk? We got new champs. <laughs> yeah, we got new <laughs> champs. Cody, oh. Cody, and Jay. Oh fuck! <laughs> uh, I wasn't. I don't know. If, I wasn't expecting that to be honest with you. I wasn't you? expecting it either. Because now, oh. oh shit, that was a good match too. <laughs> it was a really good match. I would go as far as to say that might have been my match of the night. That was my match of the night. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, <laughs> their tag team finisher they had the uh, the cutter into the uh, it was kind of like Jay was setting up for the one D, but then Cody came off the ropes and hit the uh, the cutter, the Cody cutter. Yeah. It's a pretty sick tag team finishing move there. Yeah, yeah. I don't Good know. Match. I don't know what they'll call it. <laughs> you know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, Uso so heavy. <laughs> they uh. So a lot of people are wondering now, like, and this was even mentioned in the press conference last night after the fact, this kind of throws, I don't know, I don't want to say it throws a wrench in Cody finishing the story, because as he said last night, like, this is part of the story. So I'm wondering now, like, is this the story that Cody's going to be in until we possibly get through WrestleMania? With the Rock, I don't know if that's the, if that's the direction they're going. I don't know. Maybe the, I know there's a long period of time between now and WrestleMania, so a lot could happen between now and then. But um, I'm kind of liking this tag team, Jay and Cody. I know they got they got a <clears throat> they got Tim and Oscar energy. <laughs> <laughs> that they do. <laughs> oh fuck! I feel like if anything, I'd be Jay. <laughs> you 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 feel me, man? You feel me? I do feel you, sir. That's right. What'd you feel? <laughs> I can't say that. I can't say that on live uh, on, the, <laughs> on live television. <laughs> oh man! Um, <clears throat> I think yeah. I think I think Vaseline was a uh, was a great show. I think it was uh, one of the better shows, but it was also um, <clears throat> uh like like you said like the tag the tag team title match i would say was the match of the night uh i really liked uh cena and la knight versus um solo and jimmy and yeah. then you know uh, the the main event last man standing match was like objectively it was good but i don't know i just uh i found myself not paying too much attention to it you know um, there are moments where I was just kind of in and out, kind of just, you know, doing other stuff. And then it wasn't until like kind of the very end where I kind of just I was like, all right, let me, let me watch this. Um, but, um, but I think it's just interesting to look at this show and look at who is over. And I would say <clears throat> Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, LA Knight. I would say three of the you know the the top three most rising stars in the last year um and it kind of just goes to show you you really don't need roman you know like like uh like like uh cody rhodes said in in the press conference he wants to be the quarterback he wants to be the guy but sammy zane could be the quarterback jay uso could be the quarterback la knight could be the quarterback it's not on one person's shoulders anymore, you know? And, I mean, I would argue that. that I think Roman had a good year-and-a-half run <laughs> as the guy, and I think we're clearly seeing that um, when, when it comes to the talent, I think people are willing to rise to the occasion. And uh, Cody has, L.A. Knight has, Jay definitely has, like... Like, if you were to tell me Jey Uso would be one of the most over talents you had, if you were to tell me um, out of 
everyone in the bloodline that he'd be probably a little bit more popular than Roman, I'd be like, I don't know about that. Here we are. You know? And also, this didn't hit me until after it was mentioned last night that not only is Jey Uso a two-time unified tag team champion, but he won it with somebody other than his brother. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Because, you know, the Usos have been together since day one. Day one. And it hasn't been until this year that they've split up. Yeah. You know? So, like, let's go back in time. Like, they came in around 2007. The Usos? Yeah. I remember them making their... Maybe they did come in in 2007, but I don't remember them making their, like, television debut until, like, 2010. Um, I don't know. I want to say it was, like, 2007, 2008. <clears throat> um, it's been a while, but they've been... Yeah, look it up. Let's, I'm looking it up, guys. Look at it, look at it. We got, we got another fact. So if we had to think about it, it's, like, 16 years in the company, and... It's wild to think about that it's only now has Jay and Jimmy have separated and they're both working like main event programs on Raw and SmackDown separately. May of 2010. May of 2010? Yeah. Mm. So over 14, well, 13, 13 and a half years. Yeah. So it'll be about, yeah, it'll be about 14 years. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so it's like, it's kind of crazy to think about, you know, that him and his brother and then Cody have all kind of come up around the same time. And it's like you said, like it, like it didn't hit me until I heard it. I was like, oh, yeah, these guys kind of came around around the same time. You know, that's kind of when they both started to pop, you know, <clears throat> Jimmy and Jay as, as the Usos. And then Cody, I think at that point was uh, dashing Cody Rhodes, you know, or actually, no, he was part of the legacy. You know, yeah. with um, with Randy, 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 and uh, convicted Ted DiBiase Jr. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, man, bro, <laughs> he really wanted to be that million dollar man, <laughs> like his daddy. Shit. Um, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> uh, but crime organizations aside, <laughs> um, you know, I think it's interesting just to kind of look at the landscape right now of WWE, um. And that just a couple of years ago, me and you, we were very uh, <clears throat> kind of down on it. We were kind of like, we weren't watching as much. Like, I remember we still got together, me, you, and Ray would get together and watch like Monday Night Raws and stuff. Um, and then your wife would sit there like in the corner, just kind of like quiet. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, I'm just going to let these guys watch what they're watching, <laughs> you know? But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, it's been... It's, I don't know. It's it's been it's been different, you know. Like back then, we really weren't watching. Like we we just we just used it as an excuse to get together. And then I feel like now is when like we're actually kind of watching. We're actually I'm actually seeking out clips on YouTube whenever um, whenever I can't watch it live. Like I'm always like, okay, what's going on? Like what you know? What's the what's the Judgment Day doing? What's Dirty Dom doing? <laughs> you know what's Rhea what's Rhea doing? What's uh what what are Sammy and Kevin doing? Um, you know, so it's all been interesting and I don't know. I feel like, like we said in, in the past episode of uh, wrestling with Stooges, but, uh, you know, this really is the year of WWE, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, like everybody's doing their thing, you know, like 
You just talked about Jay, Cody, L.A. Knight. Like, there's there's other guys. You got Gunther. You got Chad Gable, who pro- I don't even think he's even scratched the surface yet. Like, we've seen what he can do, and he's still he's still got the uh, potential to, you know, be up there with the, the guys we just mentioned. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, they're doing – they're doing some pretty big things right now, and I'm really excited for what's to come with WWE. Um, yeah, uh, like right now, now I'm just interested in see where Jay and Cody go as a tag team. Just like just based off of last night, like I was just so like hooked on like not just the match, but like after afterwards the the press conference, like them together, they have some the, they have some chemistry that I didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> they were they were gonna have. I'm like, man, this could be something pretty cool and fun along the way yeah so uh hopefully they keep it going for a while i don't want them i don't want this to just be like a short-term thing um but yeah we'll see what happens with those with those guys yeah i think uh sky's the limit <laughs> on the on the on just the chemistry they have together and and uh i guess we'll yeah like you said we'll see what happens um <clears throat> i'm i mean i'm excited just to see what happens with with that too, because I mean, there's so many roads you can go down, you know, you can, you can have Randy come back, cost them the title and then have Cody go off on a feud with, with Randy for mania. You can have them go all the way to mania with the titles. You could, I mean, you could do so much. You, You don't know. We don't even know yet what, what, where this leads. Yeah. But you know, if they don't do Cody and Roman, <clears throat> keep this tag team with Jay going. They could go into, like you just said, go into Mania as champs or have, you know, Randy Orton insert himself somehow. Yeah. You know, but um, it's, yeah, it's just interesting. Um, <clears throat> uh, and I think we, I, we don't, I don't even think we mentioned the fact that Cody and, and, Ro, uh, and Randy could be a, a possible match at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. when we were talking about it last week on wrestling overtime. Um, <clears throat> but, um, I honestly think that's another one, another possibility that we didn't even think about just because Randy still isn't on the table as far as like, you know, um, uh, he's not back yet, but that could be an interesting one too of, of, uh, you know, Randy kind of coming back, uh, costing Cody, the titles, costing him and Jay, the, the, the titles, Possibly, and then, you know, um, the feud. I don't know. It could be about anything. It could be about. Um, <clears throat> it could be about uh, just Randy doesn't think Cody's ready. You know, or um, I don't know. It, it, you could tell so many stories with that because there's, there's the history with Legacy. You know, there's the second generation of it all and the third generation of it all. So I don't know. I'm interested. I'm definitely interested. And and. Um, then there's LA Knight. Like, what is his role? Like, I think he's, they're setting him up to be the next challenger for Roman. Um, but is it too soon? Is that a good idea? You know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's an, it's a weird place to be for LA Knight, you know, cause I forgot who said it. I was listening to something. I'm not sure if it was. <clears throat> I think it was the Wrestling Observer podcast with, what, who was it? Tom Lawler or something like that. But um, 
basically saying like Ryback was big, and then he had his title match with Punk, and that he was never the same after that. You know, so it's like, is it too soon for LA Knight? I want let me go back to Randy for a second. Go uh, back to Randy. I will go back to Randy. Um, I do agree that Randy and Cody would be a huge match for Mania, and I do think that Randy needs to be a part of Cody's story. I think that's a another layer added on to Cody getting to where he needs to be to win the title that he came back to win. So that's why it's another extension of this Cody story. Um, and we talked about it last, uh, last episode. I think that like, you know, WrestleMania doesn't have to be the ending of Cody's story. Like they could extend this out until SummerSlam. Like Cody doesn't have to be champion come WrestleMania. So bringing Randy Orton into the fold would be a great addition to this journey that Cody's on. And uh, as far as LA Knight goes, if it's too soon to put him in a title match with Roman, it's hard to say because he's he's like red hot right now. He's yeah. really he's in a good place. Um, but then also you got WrestleMania coming up, and I just I don't know like where he would fit. Um, he could have a match at the Rumble with Roman, but I don't want I don't want him to be just like a stepping stone to get Roman another victory on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. And that's how I feel like, like that's what's probably going to happen. Um, and Ryback and LA Knight are two completely different characters. Like, yeah, Ryback was red hot also until he faced CM Punk and then everything went downhill from there. LA Knight has a lot more charisma I, I feel like, and can keep himself over. Um, so maybe in that same breath, it wouldn't do too much damage to him. Yeah. Because um, also, you know there's going to be shenanigans, and True. he's going to get screwed. Yeah. So I think people do want it, though. So I don't see them holding off too much longer for that. So maybe that is the, the Saudi the Saudi show. LA Knight gets that shot. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But I wouldn't be mad at it. So. No, me neither. I think that'd be perfect booking. Go for it. You know? Um, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I just th- I just think right now... Uh, LA Knight is in a... I would say a great spot. Um, and yeah, as long as you said... As long as he can keep himself over and, and if he's handed a loss, it doesn't affect much of his character if it doesn't you know affect the overall look of him then i think or the the perception of him not the look of him but the perception of him then i think he at some point down the line i could see him winning the world heavyweight championship maybe the universal championship it just depends on the situation depends on the opponent um yeah i mean cody lost at wrestlemania and he's he's probably over more over now than he was yeah a year ago I would say so. So that would probably that would, that's how I would see LA Knight's positioning being if that were to happen. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about him. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I have a lot of faith. Yeah. Um <clears throat> now, I want to bring this up because this happened on Fastlane. Uh um Pat McAfee showed up and said that uh that that uh 
other cities aren't as appreciative of w- of WWE when they come into town, and that Indianapolis should get a WrestleMania. And uh, I felt a little. Uh, uh, I felt like he had a, he hit a nerve with me because we were here. They were they were here the day before, you know, for SmackDown. And I would say, just from listening, just from being in in, in the arena and then listening to the to, to the audience at Fastlane, uh, we were a little bit louder for LA Knight. We were a little bit louder for Cody Rhodes. I don't know. I think if anybody deserves a fucking WrestleMania, it's fucking St. Louis. I agree. We've been waiting for uh, forty years, and. We will not stop waiting until <laughs> the day we die. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we will. We will never stop. <laughs> Where's Randy when you need him to be our spokesperson? Yeah, where is he? He needs to come out at some point. St. Louis, be like Jesus. I think uh, I think St. Louis needs a WrestleMania. Um, Indianapolis, of all places, like what the fuck is there to do in Indianapolis? I have no idea. They don't have an arch. No, they don't got a fourth park. They don't got a zoo. They don't got, they don't got a free zoo. Yeah. You know, uh, what else have we got? We got the city museum. We got the city foundry now downtown. We got Top Golf downtown now. <laughs> got a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're they're fucking changing. They're making it. You know, they're just uh, hauling out, <laughs> hauling ass <laughs> downtown. Just just trying to make it better. You know, so yeah. WrestleMania would, would make it even more better. Hell yeah, I think so. So. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll find out. Uh, but um, I don't know. I'm ex- I'm just excited for for wrestling right now in general. Um, what else we want to talk about? Edge made his AEW debut at Wrestle Dream, uh, and you know I think it's interesting because I am. Happy for him, but I also feel like he deserves uh, he deserves better. Happy for him, but you know it's just the state of AEW right now with with the poor live attendance, and you know it's just you know. Like there's a meme of uh, of Edge when he comes when he came out of Wrestle Dream when he's doing his little thing and he's and he he goes to the other side to like get the other side hyped up. <laughs> there's a thought bubble that's like, where the fuck are the other people? Are the uh, other yeah, people? I saw that. You know, <laughs> and uh, I'm just like, oh man, like you know, like I wish, you know, I don't know, like do you? <sighs> let's have a let's have an honest discussion right now. Why do you think the the attendance decline has been going on with AEW? Because I mean, you could say it's CM Punk. You could say it's the fact that people are kind of over these dream matches that lead to nothing, or there's no stories that are you know there aren't any great stories being told. Why do you think that just the, the live attendance is just abysmal right now? It's just terrible. I really don't know. I, I think it's a, a mixture of everything you just said. Before you give a full answer, just remember we were at an AEW show not too long ago, and it was pretty. It was pretty packed. Like it was not empty. You know, like I think only the there was only one section that was empty in our uh, um, 
in our arena, right? Mm-hmm. And that was just the hard ca- the hard cam that one section right there. That was the only that was the only section empty. But there was there were people sitting on the other side of it. There were people sitting on this side of it. It was pretty it was pretty full. So I just want to kind of just, just think of that, you know. And that was back in March, I believe. It was uh, beginning of the year. Mm, was it March? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was March. So I'd like to say it just depends on, like, the city. But this has been a consistency pretty much since I don't even know when it started. A few months ago? A couple months ago? No. I'm not sure. But I would say it's a combination of all the things that you listed. CM Punk being gone. No stories being told. Lots of injuries have been occurring lately. Um, Adam Adam Cole. uh, Moxley was injured there for a little bit with a concussion. Uh, who else? Somebody else was. A couple of other people were gone too. But it's really hard to say. Like I just, I really don't know. And I thought Adam Copeland Edge coming in would help save that. But he's been there for, I guess it's only been a week, really. Yeah. So maybe that'll change over time. Maybe it's just gonna take some time. I don't know. Mm. Um. I, I don't really have, like, a clear-cut answer. I, yeah. That's a lot of things. You know, but, again, it, I mean, it's just interesting because, like, we, we, I think we said this off-air, I think, while we were hanging out going to SmackDown, but it's, like, it's just interesting to see that CM Punk sold out the United Center, I think. It was the United Center on a rumor that he was going to be there, right? And for, like, weeks there's been rumors that Edge was going to be debuting or possibly showing up at Wrestle Dream, especially after they announced that Christian Cage versus Darby Allen would be the main event. It's like, okay, this feels like an automatic setup for Edge to come back, or not to come back, for Edge slash Adam Copeland to debut, you know? And, you know, they didn't sell out that, that arena. They didn't do, you know, they didn't sell, you know, a lot of tickets that day. I think, I think there were like 6,000 people there. Total? Total. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Think about that. That's Wrap sad. your head around that shit. You know? That's sad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's what I was saying. You know? And so now you got to think about that. It's like they, they, they basically hinted that Edge was coming. Didn't sell out. It didn't. So it's like, is it is it the stars? Is it... Is it like, I don't know. Like it's just it's just a weird I don't even know what to pinpoint as the problem, you know? Maybe maybe people didn't really care about the matches or the card at all and even the rumor of Edge coming in, like they still probably didn't think it was even worth it like like why why should I pay for this? Why should I pay 50 bucks for a card and matches that I don't really even want to watch just to see if maybe edge debuts yeah um or yeah like you said especially if you're paying a ticket to be there live which is even more expensive um so i i i don't know i feel yeah i feel bad for edge he's coming from wwe like the big leagues we should say because that's what they are (laughs) just him running to one side of the the stage to the other it's just like you could see the memes. We've talked about it. Like the one side, just like completely empty. <laughs> He's just pretending that somebody's there. 
Yeah. So awkward and weird. Um, yeah, I do. I, I hope it changes, especially for his sake, if that's where he's going to end his career. I, I know the important thing was for him was to end it with Christian Cage. Um, yeah. So maybe it doesn't really bother him that much. Maybe that's more important to him. I want to end my career with my best friend. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I, you know, like like we said, like we've been saying, it's like, look, yes, we have criticisms of AW, but it's not because we want it to fail. We want it to succeed. But in order for it to succeed, they have to address the problems there. They have to address the you know so clear problems that they're having when it comes to just booking and storytelling. You know, when it comes to it, it's like. <sighs> Again, like you know, I will say this to to the day I die. I don't give a fuck about dream matches if the build up to it, the story to it for it isn't there, you know? Like, would it be cool to see John Cena versus The Rock? Hell yeah. You know? But what makes it better, what makes people kind of wanting to see it is you don't just give it to them, you tease it. You kind of make people want it even more, you know? I feel like they don't do that. <laughs> I feel no. like they just give you they just give it to you right away. You know? They don't they don't let you they don't they don't make you earn it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Like what's like what like the best analogy I can give is just like a spoiled brat or spoiled when it comes to these dream matches. You know, they don't make you earn it. They don't they don't do enough building to the to the match so that you're invested in it but also you care about it, you know? Um so I think, I think right now is the time where they they really need to like sit down with their creative team. I don't know who's in charge of that shit. I think Tony Khan. I think is he's huge creative director. Or whatever. <laughs> don't worry, it's a good it's a good thing around here being a stooge. <laughs> yeah, come enjoy the stooges, Tony. We'll we'll talk to you. Um, um, but uh, I think um. I think it's just it's important that they just that they just realize that they haven't been doing a great job, you know. Like quit lying, Tony. Quit saying, Oh, this is this is the best we've been doing. Like, no, it's not. Like you could be doing better. You know you can be doing better because you were doing better before this. So Yeah, he's he he's saying that a lot he's been saying that about a lot of his pay per views that they put on this year too. Like oh, I believe this is one of our best pay pay per views we've ever done. And he said, "You said he said that about Wrestle Dream." Yeah, yeah, he's lying. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just don't know, man. Just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And we can't. Yeah, like you said, we're not trying to bash AEW. For God's sake, we've been to their shows. Like we, we still, we just love professional wrestling as a whole. Like we're yeah. not here to bash one company. Um, we just want we wanted to improve so that the people in that company can keep doing what they love to do and be successful and we can get matches and good stories out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, that's yeah, exactly. You said it like, like if it fails then there's a lot of people out of a job and WWE ain't picking up all of them, No, you know? And it's like, like, yeah, like, like we've gone to the shows, we've supported them. So it's like, it's not like we're just talking out of our asses. And we haven't gone to a show. We've gone to two shows you know, in the past two years. Not only have we gone to shows, we've paid 25 30 bucks to go to a, 
a movie theater and watch the pay-per-views. Yeah. And we yeah. sit there with a bunch of other fans, you know? So it's like, like you said, yeah, like we've, we're helping. We're like, we're paying money to see it. But at the same time, we will stop paying money <laughs> if, if we think that, look, this, what we're paying isn't worth what we're getting, you know? And that's just the truth. You gotta, they gotta start noticing that too. They gotta start realizing that, uh, at the end of the day, it's a business. Like you can, you can start a business with your friends and you can try to be the nice guy, but sometimes being the nice guy, you you know, doesn't pay the bills. And even, and even if Tony Khan is paying them out of his own money, he's still losing money. And at some point, when you're hemorrhaging so much money, you're you're just asking for a horrendous end like WCW. Yeah. You know, where you're paying people so much money and you're not even making half of that money back. So, like I said, like, they need to start thinking long term. They need to start thinking about stories. They need to start thinking about... Um, just booking, you know, properly and, and try, and I'm not saying they have to be like WWE, but they, they can't be like, look, we're the alternative to WWE. So we're going to do it differently. It's like, I don't think that's what that means. When you say you're an alternative, when you're an alternative, it's not about doing things the opposite way of WWE, because obviously the way they've been doing things, it's worked for years. As much as me and you would like to, as me, as much as me and you would say that, like in two thousand, from two thousand nine to two thousand eleven, it was like kind of like shitty. People still went to shows. People, the shows were always sold out. Yeah. Now, every once in a while, there'd be a section that'd be sectioned off, but for the most part, shows they were still full, like you know, crowded shows. There was never, you know, <laughs> there was never like half an arena empty. You know. No. So it's to me, it's interesting. Just. You know, just we wanted to succeed, but in order for it to succeed, sometimes you got to point out the problem. And Tony Khan, if, if if the only common denominator is you, then maybe find somebody else with a better creative mind to start booking Dynamite, to start booking Collision, because, you know, I think it's showing, you know, he's doing too much, you know? Yeah. And look at the creative minds you have there. Chris Jericho. Edge, Brian Danielson, um, you know, these guys could really help you out. And, you know, when Punk was there, pretty much in charge, of, uh, supposedly in charge of Collision, like, they had viewers. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that when CM Punk left, like, the viewership just went down, like, immediately after that. Um, and also, like you said, too, like, there was a couple bad years of WWE, but... They were still selling out shows. People were still coming, watching it, because they were still telling stories. They probably weren't the best stories, but people were still, like, intrigued and watching them um, play out. Um, But, like, AEW is just... Stories are all over the place. I wouldn't even call them stories. They're just just doing matches for matches' sake. Like, 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 the whole Wrestle Dream card. Like, I wouldn't have wanted to pay money for that just off of a rumor that Edge might have debuted, you know? Mm. Um, Because I just wasn't interested in what was going on because no stories were being told. Um, 
But yeah, something needs to change and change quick. Maybe I almost want to go back and watch like the last days of WCW just to compare like what's going on in AEW now compared to what WCW was going through because I feel like it's probably the same thing. Yeah, as far as attendance and people not being interested in what they're putting on t- on television. Yeah, I mean it feels like that. Like it's funny because you know Tony Khan has kind of criticized WCW. Like the, you know he's kind of been like, oh yeah, like yeah, we're we're not like WCW, but you know all you know even Eric Bischoff has kind of been like, yeah, you kind of are. You're like anytime uh, somebody from WWE gets let go or, or is fired or something, there you are to scoop them up. We were, we did the exact same thing. It's like, it's not different, you know? Um, and so it's like, <laughs> you just, I don't know. They had to be smarter about it. Um, I don't know. Like, and it, again, it's, 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 it's a lot harder. It's a lot easier to criticize from our point of view. Cause we're not, there we're not doing the day-to-day stuff we're not booking we're not writing storylines all that stuff but i think i think the i think someone i'm not sure if it was mark henry or somebody might have been um the co-host for booker t somebody but when when wrestlers have control over the creative Sometimes it's not the best. Sometimes you got to have somebody that just has an overall overarching um, idea of what story should be and where they're heading, what the direction of the company is, you know? Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I think that's the next thing that needs to happen. It's just, they, they just need to have one singular voice per show so that dynamite and collision feel different and i think they need to start um implementing that as soon as possible because you know it, it's not a great look you know it's and it's I, ugly <laughs> i always feel bad whenever i see those half empty arenas <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah like just uh this past saturday night at collision there was that picture of ricky starks on the on the rope after they had just won the tag titles and there's like literally nobody on the uh the other side of the camera yeah and it's like i don't know that's a pretty big deal pretty big moment for him yeah and big bill winning the tag champs from ftr and like nobody's there yeah so yeah i mean i don't know what's what's next for aw <laughs> you know unemployment <laughs> i uh, hope not I, re- I don't i don't i'm not hoping for that but Something they got to do something, man. Yeah, they got to do something. It's just not. It's not looking good for them. No. Um, what else? I wanted to ask you this too about Fastlane, real quick. Yeah. What were your thoughts on them showing Jade Cargill, like backstage, as opposed to waiting to make her debut? Like, because all that's all they did. They showed her get out of the car and like interact with triple h and then yeah. like she didn't come on the show or anything um i think they're creating buzz you know i think they're making it feel like a big deal like i think with the merger with endeavor so that they you know ufc have i think there's this um kind of idea of look some of these signings let's keep them secret like if we sign cm punk let's keep that a secret 
so that you know we don't we're not going to show him arriving at the arena. You know we're going to sh- surprise the fans. It's a it's a gift for the fans. Jade Cargill. The hardcore fans know her. There's some people that don't know her. So now we have to do everything in our power to make sure that she comes off looking like she's a big deal. And what do we do? We roll out the red carpet. Literally, they roll out the red carpet for her at Fastlane. She comes out. She looks like a million dollars. You know, she's meeting with Triple H. Like it's like you're creating this buzz with her, so that when she finally does debut, whether it's on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, even if it's just for a promo or a match, you you you've conditioned the audience to think, okay, this person obviously a pretty big deal. We need to pay attention to what she's doing. That's why. You know, uh, Michael Cole, I think last week announced, you know, oh, like this is one of the biggest free agent signings in a long time. They're making it a big deal. So I think that's, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was a good thing, you know, um, especially for the audience that doesn't know her. So uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think it was a good thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know how I felt about it at first. So I wanted to get your perspective on it. and um, So, yeah, th- that doesn't make a lot of sense, giving the audience a little, like, preview, a little taste of what's to come. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I see that, why they did that. Mm. So, Yeah. Just my thoughts. <laughs> um, what else, guys? What else? We're in the wrestling overtime. Um, I think that's it. Like, other than, like, a lot of just a lot of CM Punk news, there hasn't been a whole lot of other news. Um, we spoke about it on, on Wrestling with Stooges, but Roman Reigns comes back this Friday. What does that mean for the bloodline? What does that mean for Jimmy Uso? I don't know. We'll find out. More likely than not, LA Knight was going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> have some thoughts. Have some opinions. You know. What about uh, NXT versus AEW? The Tuesday Night War. <laughs> the Tuesday Night War. <laughs> the Tuesday Night uh, Annihilation, you mean? Like, it just... I feel like they've. Uh, they <laughs> it's not even gonna be close. <laughs> no nah, man, it's. It, it, <laughs> it almost seems rude of WWE to do that. I know. You know. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's you can take it in two ways. You can almost look at it as a compliment that WWE is trying their damnedest to kind of <laughs> make this Tuesday just terrible for AEW. They're just trying to put AEW out of their misery. I feel you like. You know. Yeah. Um, you can look at it like that. Like, you know, it's, hey, I mean, they, they're obviously maybe a little frightened of the fact that we're on Tuesdays. All right. Um, but also, it's kind of like WWE saying, look, you know, man, if you're on Tuesdays, we got, <laughs> we got all the ammo. <laughs> we got all the ammunition. You know, we got all the firepower. We got all the star power. So it's. Because what, what is AEW really doing? They got uh, edges. I don't, care. I don't care what it's, it's edge. Adam Copeland, whatever, it's Edge. Yeah. That's his name to me. His first match, that's pretty much it. That's the only thing people might tune in to see. Yeah. That's, I think that's all they have announced is, was that I don't know anything else. Uh, John Moxley and Ray F- Phoenix for the uh, interna- International Championship. Mm. That's the only other thing I know. Oh, uh, Brian Danielson versus Swerve Strickland. Mm. Number one contender for the uh, TNT title. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. You know, um... Swerve, he's another guy that I think, you know, sky's the limit. Like, he's been doing such a great job getting himself over. And I don't know. Like, there's a lot. Like, 
there's like I said, there's a lot of talent there in AEW that are doing great work, you know, and I they just need to find that audience so that they can be given a bigger platform. So I don't know. Um Yeah. Uh Whose house? Swerve's house, baby. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for Wrestling Overtime, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Um, again, make sure this Sunday, October 15th, Collinsville, Illinois, Gateway Center. Get your tickets now for Glory Pro Wrestling. Uh, we said it before. We'll, I'll say it again. We have Colt Cabana coming. We have Matt Taven and Mike Bennett from the Kingdom are going to be there. Uh, Glory Pro Wrestling stars like Tootie Lynn, Camaro Jackson, uh, Cody Lane, Warhorse, um, Laney Luck, so many. Uh, come check it out. We've got Xavier Walker versus Dak Draper in a street fight. It's gonna be it's gonna be epic. You know, uh, the Gateway Center, home of what used to be uh, ROH. Whenever they would come to the St. Louis area, you know, they would always stop by Gateway Center. So, you know, people, a lot of people that have wrestled there, guys like Adam Cole, guys like Kyle O'Reilly and, and Bobby Fish, the Young Bucks have wrestled there. So it's, you know, again, come out to the Gateway Center. You're not going to, uh, you're not going to regret it. It's a great, it's going to be a great show. I know it. Um, a lot of the people there, we strive to put on the best show. And I think you guys are going to love it. So make sure to go to gloryprowrestling.com, get your tickets. Uh, Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash glorypro wrestling, I think. It's either Glory Pro or Glory Pro Wrestling. I want to say it's Glory Pro Wrestling. And uh, help us out however much you can, you know. Uh, and don't forget that this Thursday, we've got a brand new episode of Glory Pro Wrestling Ascend. And uh, yeah, just, just make sure you're tuning in, guys, because we're doing a lot in Glory Pro. And we're trying to get the word out there that Glory Pro is the best. Uh, Midwest promotion, but I think we're just one of the best independent promotions out there. So make sure you guys are uh, tuning in. Tune in, guys. Tune in, guys. And as always, as we always say here on Wrestling with Stooges, Stooges, Stooges out. out.